and welcome to another Scots Way podcast. And today we're going to talk about the work and aims of power, which stands for the protection of women in the arts. And to do that, I'm joined by two musicians who are involved in projects uh, in collaboration with them. Uh, Mary, hello, Mary. Hey, Alistair. Good to see you virtually. And you. And uh, Lou McLean. Hello, Lou. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. So I'm going to ask you both individually about how you ended up uh, being involved with Power. Mary, starting with you, how did you get involved? Well, I saw that they were looking for submissions uh, towards the end of last year through the F list. And uh, they were asking women to write songs about experiences as a woman as a woman, as a woman. Um, and so I wrote a song and I recorded a demo and I sent it off to them. And I found out the beginning of this year that my commission, my submission had been accepted as a commission, um, which was very exciting. So yeah, that's how I originally got involved with them. And what about yourself, Lou? How did you come to, to work with them? So, um... Mine was kind of the same in that um, I knew that they were looking for submissions because I'd seen it, and um, but I know uh, Ashley, who's one of the people who run Power, like we went to Girls Rock School together in the first term. Um, so we've stayed quite good friends like throughout all that. Um, and it was actually her who kind of provoked me into applying. Um, because she said, well, you know, that's what you write about. So why not just apply and see? And so I did that. And um, yeah, I was really, really happy to, to get a song commissioned as well. So that's the kind of practicalities of it. They look for submissions and then I take it that the kind of um, board, if you like, get together and decide which ones are going to be the ones they commission. Yeah, I think so. And uh, your single, Mini, is Morality, which is out at the moment. So tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Um, so in regards to it being about my experiences as a woman, I wrote it about emotional and mental abuse. Um, so it's quite, I mean, it's very personal, but I also wanted to reflect upon how that abuse um has affected me as an adult and how to empower myself, um, which is important for anyone who, who's gone through uh, any type of abuse, basically. It's, it's kind of, it takes a long time to heal. Um, and I think sometimes people have this perception as well that with mental and emotional abuse, it's not as bad, but it really, affects the choices that you make, how you see yourself, how you value yourself. And that kind of within that song is also, like I said, a reflection of being an adult and working in the music industry, being a female artist and how it can feel such a hard job at times, almost like you're just fighting all the mm -hmm. time and it gets quite exhausting mm -hmm. um so so yeah I I kind of wanted it to be very personal um but also be empowering within what it's talking about is that something you recognize Lou as well oh yeah absolutely um 
it's it's such a powerful thing to kind of open yourself up and write about um and uh you know having been in a, an abusive relationship before and it has it's something that i've written about before but it's such a a vulnerable place to write from and then yeah there are kind of there's you, you know come across incidents when you are working as a musician um, and sort of sometimes, you know, the same sort of situations that arise, you know, if someone is a bit doubtful about you or, you know, if they kind of write you off, it can bring back those sort of feelings, I think, or I've experienced that anyway, where you kind of, and, and like Mary's saying, like for the rest of your life, like you'll hear the echoes of, of that experience. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a really important thing, I think, to, to be able to write about and talk about. And I think it's possibly the reason that both these songs have been commissioned is that they are obviously very personal, but also very relatable to other people too. Would you say oh. that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about being an artist, a songwriter, is that we write, we dig deep to, mm -hmm. to share our experiences that maybe some people might not be able to voice or articulate. Um, and in the same way that there's so many songs out there that I listen to and, you know, just go really deep and 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 just sort of help me to feel not so alone and um, connected and also help me uh, kind of almost raise my vibration a little bit as well. Um, but I feel, yes, yeah, it's, it's really important, I feel, as songwriters to be able to to um, just be as honest as we can with our story, even if it can be a bit overwhelming or scary at times, because that's why we do what we do, you know, and, and, it, and it can bring people together and hopefully bring some sort of comfort to, to people. Yeah, absolutely. And Lou, your single, which is just out as well, called RBF, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So RBF um, isn't actually my power commission, <laughs> but um, but it is a song. It was between kind of this song and the song that I've ended up working with Power on. Okay. Those were the two that I kind of that kind of came around the same time. But um, but RBF is a song about how it feels to be kind of constantly judged on how you look. Um, and the sort of irony of um, being constantly doubted and um, even like abused or kind of spoken down to and then still being expected to smile about it. <laughs> and then when you don't do that, then everybody's, you know, calling you out for having a rest and bitch face and not being, you know, not being the perfect little quiet woman who's just there to please yeah, and I, I mean, when I got, I realised that RBF stood for resting bitch face, it did make me smile because even you know th that can happen to to anyone in terms of, you know, you don't understand what people are going through, and then Absolutely. someone just, oh you know chin up or whatever they might say, mm -hmm. but I guess there's an extra um, perhaps society puts a kind of extra level of that on uh, women. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the absolute irony of it was like <laughs> on Friday, the day that I released the single, actually um, at my day job, I got pulled up for having um, facial expressions in Zoom meetings. Um, so, you know, there you go. Like it just literally, 
all the time you're sort of expected to put on this this front and this face um to just to just be I don't know just be perfect it's something that I've I've been thinking about a lot especially over COVID because mm-hmm. we have been alone a lot and you don't have to kind of present yourself in a way anymore so I think to to have that sort of you know, to be liberated from that judgment for a period of time really made me feel so much more free about expressing myself creatively and kind of talking about those experiences and in, in my music. Yeah, like not nothing getting in the way of the music that totally matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's your current single, but um, and I was mistaken. I thought that was your power uh, collaboration. So mm. what can you tell us about that? When's it coming out? What is it, and how did it work? So I just found out it'll be next month. Um, that's my my one coming out, and the song is called "Good Girls." Um, and it's something that I wrote um a wee while ago. Um, and I used to work um in the field of violence against women and girls. Um, so that's something that I've always been really really passionate about. And um, I don't know if you can hear that whistling. Sorry. <laughs> I've got a pet bird. I'm just going to shut the door so that I thought it was a bird. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> it's funny. It's because I'm chatting. He can hear me talking, and he's like, "Who's going on?" Um. So yeah, I, it, when when I started writing the song, it was kind of something that I'm really passionate about. And usually, when I'm writing songs, I'm trying to work something out for myself. Um. And it was something that I was kind of thinking about was the way that we treat um, victims of violence in our society and, you know, who's a good victim and, you know, who kind of deserved it, you know, who was kind of asking for it. So in the song, it's it's one of the first times that I've sort of picked out characters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you'll sort of follow like two different narratives um, about um, a, a girl and a young woman and kind of what what kind of happens to them. It's a very sad song. <laughs> I will warn you, like it's pretty sad, but um, I think it's quite powerful. Um, and yeah, it was just really. I, th- I think I, I thought it was going to be one of those songs that I just kind of kept to myself. Yeah. Because um, I do that sometimes, but no, I, I don't know. Once I actually, I'd kind of written it, and then when um, Sarah Everard, when she was murdered, I kind of thought no I need to share this and because because nothing could really nothing could really express how that felt and how it feels and yeah I'm so glad that I did share it because um, so many people have have said that they can relate to it or that it moved them so I think that and again like Mary was saying that's kind of what it's all about is being able to express something that you can't really express otherwise yeah I mean clearly again that's why if if it's been chosen to be commissioned and it's striking a chord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's been so nice to work with other musicians on it. You know, there's a string section was added to it. You know, there's a bit of cello and a bit of fiddle on it now as well, which again, isn't something that that I would have imagined, but when you hear it together and, and you know, you can hear the emotion from the other musicians that are playing on it, there's something really special about what Pow is doing, bringing us all together and kind of sharing um, our creative vision and, and kind of bringing it to life in a way that wouldn't have happened otherwise is really cool. Is that an experience you had as well, Mary, working with them that there was uh, maybe they, 
advise you to do, maybe do something different than you would have done originally? I guess it's just nice to to have that opportunity to collab and not have to not have to organize it all so and and it's actually really nice to work with any female or um gender gender diverse producers um and I was put with um a producer called Jen Athen I think I'm saying her last name correctly and I had a I had an idea and like a track preference of how I heard heard my song um but again Jen just bought because she plays um the violin and she added some violin to it and it just was beautiful it was just yeah. gorgeous and she did this little thing as well like um kind of this breath uh I can't explain it but you might be <laughs> able to hear it in the track and I would have never thought to do that and if I did I don't think it would sound cool <laughs> but the way that she did it it just sounds really cool and I love that I, I love that the, the fact that she's on that track just even just very subtly vocally um and it's like you're just merging your energies and your creativity together and and especially as women I just find that um really empowering and uh yeah I'd love to do more of that type of collaboration mm -hmm. and that idea as well that uh, it's a collaboration which is practical as well you know it's not just like you've been commissioned away you go and do it there's a practical yeah. and, and a proper collaboration with people involved mm -hmm. yeah definitely it, it's kind of being able to go and, and go back and forth and I mean it would be incredible to sort of actually um yeah I'd love to get funding just putting this out there <laughs> power no funding <laughs> to come to Scotland <laughs> um although Jen's actually um not based in Scotland at the moment but yeah just to sort of that would be really cool to actually do a project I say that I, I'm being a bit um yeah just because I really want to come to Scotland <laughs> um, and I'm in East London but yeah the, it, it would be so cool like the, the fact that we've worked on these um collaborations you know just without actually meeting each other in real life and just going back and forth on phone calls and emails and what have you I just I just wonder how it would be if we were in person and how incredible that would be because it's already been great um but there's definitely something yeah just special when you're actually in the studio with someone and you're you know you're going back and forth with ideas and and yeah just able to be there in that moment together just sort of syncing up or not syncing up with with your thoughts and you know yeah creativity and, and Lou, was your song still done remotely or were you able to kind of be in the room with people? No, it was it was done remotely. And actually, I'm, I'm quite jealous because I've only ever done collaboration remotely. <laughs> I've never, because I only started doing collaboration over lockdown before I was just very much my, me, my guitar, and that's, that's how it's done kind of thing. So... Um, yeah, I would love that too. I think we, maybe we should pitch that <laughs> to power. We'll have like maybe so, a little retreat yeah. uh, somewhere up north or something. That would be <laughs> incredible. I love that retreat. Yeah. Power retreat. A power retreat. Heard it here yeah. first. Yeah, I mean, you could call live sessions. There's all sorts of things. Exactly. Oh my gosh. 
yeah but, this um, is great <laughs> it's interesting as well though because Jen Jen actually produced RBF as well Rest and Bitch Face and she did the same like she brought all these amazing ideas that I never would have imagined like the demo that I sent her obviously like the structure of it and lyrics melody everything kind of stayed the same but the way that she kind of brought in her own ideas just elevated the song to this place that I wouldn't have taken it you know and obviously I gave her the references like you're saying but yeah she did loads she did this lovely little sample of my voice and made this little like kind of melody little hook out of it it was just so amazing she's really an amazing artist actually in general but um yeah it's just been so 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 um, empowering and enriching and such a big learning experience as well for me as, as being kind of new to collaboration too and are you kind of appreciating that now, Lou? Is this something you think, yeah, I want to do more of this? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. And I think probably before as well, just because, um, you know, I had been kind of on my own doing doing stuff. Like, I, I guess I was sort of apprehensive about it. And, and you know, having collaborated, well, not collaborated, but having jammed with kind of boys growing up, it's a lot more competitive. Um, there's a lot more of a kind of, I, I don't know, like a sort of, enforced standards <laughs> of how good you need to be before you can enter the jam sort of nonsense so being with other women and collaborating with women and sort of um, like gender diverse folk um, there's just a lot less ego involved I think and it's more about the the process rather than the end result right like that's how I feel about it anyway um, and that's really fun to be in that environment and just be creative together. I can see you nodding your head, Mary. Is that something that you have found as well? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, I find working with women, we're really sort of, I mean, this is being very, I'm, I'm generalizing, but from my experience, I should say, we never kind of assume we're quite, I find sometimes overly polite. Like, mm -hmm. oh, is that all right? Oh, oh, can, oh yeah. if you could just like maybe, oh, maybe just like take that guitar out. Oh, would you mind? Like, whereas yeah. working with women, it's different. Or, or sometimes over the years, you know, like I found working with men in music, and again, not all men, but like, like I said, in a different context, like I'm just fighting. So, mm. whereas I think with women we can be so used to being invisible or not really heard mm -hmm. um, or spoken down to or undermined so I say for myself when I'm you know if I'm like oh Jen oh, could you if that's all right you know I'm just being I don't know it's I guess it's it's a habit but mm -hmm. it's almost like become a yeah it's ingrained to be like extra polite and mindful because you know you just want to be more gentle and sensitive because you know what it's like and, and that's not saying again it's every woman in music experience is is you know how I'm describing it mm -hmm. um, but I know a lot of women in music and it's definitely you know not a one-off situation <laughs> yeah. that I'm sharing I think there's a lot in fact over the years it's through speaking to other female artists and just having discussions I was like 
oh right and we were like oh right because you you start to think it's you like yeah. and they oh maybe I'm just making making noise about something or just being you know just a bit um I don't know I hate to say that word but bit, oh, maybe I'm being a bit sensitive or yeah. and it's like actually no these people that you're in sessions with are either negging you or you know trying to put you in your place almost mm -hmm. and it's honestly been through having conversations with other female artists and through so many initiatives like power like loud women um you know more more people talking about their experiences it's so I found that so helpful because when I first started started in music we didn't have that there wasn't anyone talking about it so you just carried it all and then you get older and suddenly it's like oh it's like putting a big a big um a big suitcase that you've been carrying on your back you can just put it down for a second and realize wow I've been carrying this mm -hmm. and I've been you know I remember being in a situation with this producer I was working with he was a little bit tipsy when he was saying this to me and he was he was a controlling person which is fine but he said to me um he was like you can be very controlling <laughs> at times <laughs> and I remember I mean now I look back and I think well I just it's it's you know again I'm not saying it was intentional from his point of view or whether it was conditioning or what have you but it's like no I'm a woman and I know what I want and that's yeah. and you know that's sort of seen as you can just be saying something like oh yeah I'd, I'd love to do it this way or that way and that it's like oh she's very controlling she's a real you know and it's yeah. like well if a guy was saying that um but I just remember him saying that. And for a little while, I think probably for a few years, I thought, oh, I must tone down who I am. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I want to sort of lovingly shake myself and be like, no. But thank goodness for, for all these women speaking out and us sharing our stories, because, you know, that's definitely, like I said, has helped me. And hopefully that will help um, any other uh, female artists coming into the industry knowing that you 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 can have a voice and that you're not doing anything wrong I mean obviously if you're going and you're just going to someone and just being very rude and disrespectful but usually you're just being fair but how how I as a woman go about things or do things will be seen at times very different and often in a negative way in comparison to how my male peers might go about it for them it's like oh it's so good he knows what he wants oh he's having a bit of a bad day he's just you know he's got a lot on his plate it's like we're trying being a woman but anyway <laughs> that's that's why I'll get off my sorry <laughs> yeah. one of the great things about um being involved with power is not just the kind of sharing of musical ideas, but sharing stories such as that one and, and realizing that this, you know, there's a commonality there. Lou, let's go start with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I mean, um, my sort of musical history is I started off in girls rock school. So, I mean, that was transformational for me because for many years I kind of wanted to kind of perform and do music and things like that, but I just didn't feel able to like I didn't have the confidence to do that so you know in this group of really like empowering supportive like badass women like they kind of lifted me up and sort of empowered me to do that and then when I started 
going and doing gigs outside of that scene um, as an acoustic singer songwriter there's a lot of you know it's very or it was very male dominated in Edinburgh at least um, that was a bit of a culture shock for me because then I suddenly thought oh right okay so people really do underestimate me because they see me walking in and you know I wrote a song about it which was very cathartic but um one of the lines is, well, the last kind of little verse is just things that people have said to me, <laughs> that men has, have said to me, one of which being like, um, um, is that your boyfriend's guitar? You know, I mean, like just dumb stuff like that. And, you know, it seems, you know, when you I make it, you know, you make it into a joke or whatever, but when people say stuff like that to you, when you're just about to go on stage, there's, you know, there's part of you that thinks, do you really think that or are you trying to undermine me as an artist and even if they're not trying to do it it's like is that really the expectation that you have is there's no way that a woman could be on stage playing a guitar, <laughs> playing an instrument like come on so yeah it's just that kind of thing and being able to have a space to share those stories like going back to what Mary was saying earlier it 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 allows you to put that suitcase down you know the thing that you're carrying that that stuff all builds up and it, you know if you've already got a little bit of a, a feeling where you're like well maybe this isn't a space that I should exist in because quite often you know if you go to a gig you will or it certainly used to be that way but I've noticed a, a change um, in the last like little while but you know quite often I would walk in and be the only woman there and that's quite that's quite a, a well scary it is a little bit scary to walk into an atmosphere like that sometimes um especially if everyone's wasted and it's a bit of a dingy venue or whatever you don't know anyone there so you know couple that with people not believing that you've got it in you to even play an instrument you know it does have a little bit of a play on your mind and um yeah, definitely having spaces like Power, like Girls Rock School, like the Song Circle, you know, and, and being able to hear and share other people's experience as well. Like, you know, like it's very like trans inclusive and gender diverse in these spaces too. So that gives you another viewpoint of, of what it's like for people. And it's so nice that we can all just come together in this community and support one another. Because you said earlier, Mary, that it's you've had to fight throughout your career as a musician. And Lou, it sounds like it's a similar thing for you, that fight. And for a lot of people, they just won't continue to fight. They'll just go, I've had enough of this and I'm not going to do it. So you're actually um, stopping people's voices getting out there. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that, I do think that happens, happens a lot um, because it is tiring. It is really tiring. Mm -hmm. And you're not just doing it in music, you're doing it in day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of, it's almost like I remember when I was younger and signed to a management and this male artist who went on to do really well and you know was an was a great artist I, I stopped myself saying incredible because I'm like I've been using that word quite a few times trying to spell my vocabulary <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah he I, I just remember that I did everything right and it just wasn't it wasn't enough to you know I was close to getting signed but it didn't happen and again I've just found even in years ago when I used to work in a hip-hop record shop and 
I had to be just so on top of things like you know it would be all right say if the manager was late but I couldn't be late because it'd be like oh well you know Miri she you know she's always coming in late and that and it, and it would it wouldn't just be me as Miri it would be oh women sort of thing mm-hmm. um I remember actually there was one customer who came in and um I was standing next to my male colleague and he was like, oh, do you have this record in? I can't remember what it was. And I was, I was like, oh, no, we don't have that in. And then he looked at my colleague and he asked the same question. And my colleague was like, she just said, no, we don't have it. But you're kind of dealing with that on a, on a daily basis in life, you know, whether it's in music, um, there's still there's still so many stereotypical ideas of what a woman is how a woman should be I mean it's obviously going on to a different subject so I won't stray too far but even in you know what's going on in America with with abortion and mm-hmm. you know we're not we might think we're going forward or even in this in in, in the UK with um you know talks of section 28 or or, you know that being uh, reintroduced in some ways and all the you know trans uh trans folk and the trans community being used as a scapegoat I mean Mm. we're not we might think that oh yeah we've come a long way and but we may but rights can be easily taken and taken away and if you have that privilege or if you don't have to sort of think about it or don't choose to think about it then you know it's not going to bother you but many of us we we live it every day and you know I say that as someone who has has privilege uh, you know in comparison to so many other people that I see who are fighting literally for for their lives mm. you know for, for different reasons um so yeah we have to keep having these conversations and we have to keep making noise even if uh even if we get told to you know to 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 not <laughs> to basically shush mm. you know be quiet that's that's what we expect of you it's no, if it makes you uncomfortable, if it, you know, if it kind of like is irritating, good, because we have to keep mm-hmm. showing up because if we don't, um, that's how, that's how section 28, uh, you know, and another section 28 will get reintroduced, you know, we, we can't, we can't afford to be complacent, um, you know, we, we just can't. I think that's right, and I think, and then, you know, a kind of best liberal view of the world, if you want, you think, well, everything's getting better all the time, and it's just not the case. I mean, you know, the, the shock of Wade versus Roe being overturned in America, I think, historically, people thought, well, that's done, that can be forgotten about, yeah. that we're going back on, and that's a great example of, of what you're saying. Um, and I guess, so, I mean, I was going to ask you both the question, you've both been uh, making music for a while, are things improving? But I'm not. I'm interested to what you would say about that, Lou. Starting with yourself. Hmm, it's interesting because I like to be the optimist sometimes, <laughs> but I'm also a realist. And um, yeah, I kind of agree with with 
everything is that Mary's saying, but I think in one on one hand, um, it is improving because now we're actually talking to each other. We're talking about yeah. these things. I mean, 10 years ago, I would not have had conversations with my friends to the to the extent that we are talking about things now. Yeah. You know, how we feel about political issues. I mean, man, bringing it back to music and gigs and things, like when I first started going to gigs, so this was probably about 20 years ago now, um, it was pretty standard for, for people to grope you, for men to grope you in the crowd, um, or if you're in clubs or whatever, they would just grope you as you were moving through the crowd mm. because they wouldn't, you know, no one would be able to see them do it, basically. And that happened to me so frequently and I never even spoke about it. And I used to go to gigs with a group of guys. And one day I kind of brought, I just mentioned it offhand and they all couldn't believe that it happened. And I just thought, well, that's what happens, <laughs> you know? So that's where we were then. Now you've got organizations like, um, you know, Safer safe Gags and, and Girls Against and things like that, that are kind of highlighting that and, you know, changing, you know, policies and nightclubs and venues and things to try and make, you know, safer space policies, things like that. So yes, we are moving forward in some ways. And part of that is having these conversations with each other, writing music, you know, that's kind of what we're here for. Like that's our contribution, I reckon, is, is being able to capture things like that and express them, which is why like the last kind of, you know, well, the three songs that I've sort of brought out most recently are all very focused on those issues and kind of how I feel about it and unpacking that and saying, man, look at this. This is what's happening, you know? Um, so I, I kind of feel it is getting better in some ways, but then, I mean, you just have to watch the news to see that, you know, maybe in some spaces we're having these conversations and we're making change, but I mean, there are very, very powerful forces who do not want women to have autonomy over their bodies, who do not, who want to police trans people for living their authentic lives. You know, like this is literally happening right now. Mm. You know, I mean, the, the UK government were just trying to deport um, refugees to another country. That only got stopped at the very last minute. They were all being sent to Rwanda. Like this is literally, I mean, it's... <sighs> what do you call it it's like dystopian mm -hmm. vibes and it's happening right now and people are just I think scared to talk about it and also it's just been a really heavy couple of years and we're all a bit tired I think you know but we kind of need to keep having these chats and like bringing it all together because I mean this is this is the world this is the best that we've got we better start sorting it out pretty soon right like yeah so that's my rant over <laughs> Bring well, it. <laughs> that's part of the problem, isn't it? People are so, um, you know, um, people who agree can talk to each other and find out that there's shared spaces, and that's great and that's needed. Yeah. That stuff. But the problem is breaking in to get those conversations with the people who don't think that way, and and, yeah. and that's that's a really tough one. Which I think is again the because I was I've been reflecting on this again why it's important that we get booked not just for um you know women-led events but yeah. we we perform everywhere because we we get our message out I mean I had um was doing a message a message I was doing um a gig uh recently in in Shoreditch 
and this gig goer that I've known over the years and because uh, I used to co-promote a monthly live music night with my friend um, and he's he's just known for going to a lot of gigs and he came up after my set and I think you know speaking to some of my uh, female artist friends he's done this to them as well but with different uh, you know, saying different things. He he came up and he was like, it's not a criticism, but I just don't think you should be so political. Um, <laughs> I, I think one, what happened was like, sometimes it's just happened. Every now and again, um, you know, if it feels right, me and the crowd, we, I don't know if I can swear, so I won't, but we say <laughs> the Tories. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And, uh, and, and, um, <laughs> So in this particular gig, I was feeling quite angry about a lot. And, yeah. and the crowd, I knew the promoters and I knew they'd be on it. So I was like, oh, you know, that phrase. Mm -hmm. And everyone was on it. And, and anyway, it turned out um, he'd uh, voted for a, a local Tory councillor at some point, which I'm not judging that. I'm not mm -hmm. judging people who I... I yeah, at all. It's more that this government that we have, uh, this particular government is, um, I mean, that they, they are, people are, it's not even dramatic, people are dying, people have died, and mm -hmm. they're putting, uh, you know, like Lee was saying, with, with trying to get people to Rwanda, um, I, I think as far as I'm aware, the LGBTQ plus advisory board walked out a while ago, um, you know, so as a, as a queer woman, uh, if I'm using my platform, I mean, it, it, because again, I perform at so many different spaces, I perform on Music in Mel Prisons, and I know that you, not everyone, of course, is going to like what I do, but I know I'm doing something right, because different people are connecting with it. So if it's not your cup of tea, and you don't want to hear me say about stories then that's okay but even that um you know to come up to to me after like what were you expecting me to just suddenly be like oh yeah yeah you're right I shouldn't yes. I, I best not I best not do this anymore I best not be me and so yeah it's sorry just, no no go for it go for I was it. just gonna say that like that's exactly the point it's the entitlement of yeah that where you because I've had it happen to me several times as well it's either you know the political thing or just like weird unsolicited advice about songwriting or whatever or how I phrase things or maybe you should do a little bit less of of the kind of confrontational stuff because it's because you've got such a nice voice like it's a bit of a shame when you do that and I just think like you've completely missed the point for a start like that that is what I'm doing and also like it's your space like when you're on that stage performing your music it is your space like you've made you've made the effort to get there you're taking the hat of like putting yourself out there exposing your vulnerability mm -hmm. and so many people get that and connect with it even if they don't you know necessarily agree with what you're saying but they can find things that they like about it but it's when people come up to you and say shit like that and they're like 
oh yeah you should maybe do this and they are fully expecting you to turn around and be like oh my god you're so right like as if not yeah it's just a bit bonkers to me but that hey ho it is what it is isn't it <laughs> that sense of entitlement is just such a a bizarre thing that has just yeah. you know that is obviously deeply ingrained in certain uh, men uh, that they, they feel they can just go up and comment and should be thanked for their comment it's not <laughs> yeah this is so true to be it's so true to be thanked i even once had um i was doing this gig um it was like an outside gig um in a in a park somewhere in 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 the UK not just like in my imagination um and this guy like really liked particularly liked one of my songs he followed me on Twitter and then he was like oh where can I hear that song and I was like oh I've got like it here it's just like a sort of live recording unplugged kind of thing and then he sent me this like Twitter message. I was going to like Berlin, I think, to do a gig as well. And he sent me this long message of what I should be doing, like how he listened to the song. It wasn't the same when it was live. And what I need to do is this, like this really, and I was polite, but again, and that's actually when I learned the term mansplaining. So this is like probably maybe seven years ago or something. And I hadn't heard of that term. And I was telling my friend and she was like, oh yeah, he was mansplaining. And I was like, oh gosh, if I'd known that again, if I would have, that would have saved me so much time over the years, if I would have known that sort of saying before, but yeah, yeah, happens a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it does happen a lot. And yeah, like I always think as well, it's just the, the idea that um, that you might not have thought of that already or that they're being really helpful or whatever and and not really understanding in their own in their own self that it's really entitled and and just a bit mad <laughs> to like <laughs> to go up to someone who's clearly a professional musician. And then kind of explain to them, oh, have you ever have you ever thought about like, you know, maybe doing this or like adding drums there and like doing this? And it's like, yeah, of course I have, but I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's like, where's the band? <laughs> I can remember, right? I'm just gonna because I love this story because it's one of my faves that that's happened to me. But um it was at a gig once that I'd been playing at, and a guy came up to me afterwards and was um, kind of like oh yeah like yeah I thought your set was really interesting interesting that's a good word to use I thought your set was really interesting um and uh yeah like have you got any music out and I was like actually yeah I've just brought out my first EP and and then he just went off and he was like yeah I've got an album I'm a uh, I haven't recorded it yet or anything but I know exactly what it's going to be like <laughs> And then he just proceeded to like bore me for like 20 minutes about his imaginary album, but it was completely theoretical and had no, he had a title for that, but he didn't have any songs or that, but he just went on and on and on. And it's that thing of like, if I knew then what I know now, I would just be quite capable of saying, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, I need to go. And just like walking away from the situation because it was just so boring but you are conditioned you know to kind of stand there and listen and, and nod and say you know oh yeah 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as if yeah so I, I don't do that anymore I used to do that for many years but um 
don't know if it's just age or empowerment or a combination of all of that mm. together just a, a kind of just walk away now and say whatever <laughs> i'll go and talk to someone who's more interesting and has like a bit more of an enriching like vibe about them well i mean it kind of goes back to what mary said earlier on about um a working method where you're you're being polite and you're being kind of uh, kind and generous whereas you you know really in terms of people like that life's yeah. too short to yeah. kind of, you know do that with them and you might think oh was i rude there but most mm -hmm. people like that and i've met them in my life mm. they don't read they they'll not carry it with them you know it'll be done and they'll be on to the next person telling them about their, uh, yeah. their album yeah that is true actually and it's the whole thing as well like i mean in in the song like in rest and bitch face there's a bit that's like don't ever tell me just to smile darling smile darling because you get taught that all the time just smile mm. keep quiet look pretty like kind of shut up and just don't you know don't rock the boat don't antagonize people and whatever but i mean it's hard to like for me anyway it's been hard it's been a long journey to unpack all that stuff um but yeah like you're right enough that people like that they don't have the same sort of like i don't know like social cues as other people so like maybe they're just not going to feel like that was rude they'll just think oh well whatever what a bitch <laughs> walk away probably and never think of it again so i fair enough <laughs> Um, I think we could almost fill a whole other podcast talking about stories like that because um, <laughs> it sounds like it's, not, it's, it's so widespread still um, mm -hmm. from what you guys are saying. But what I would like to do is let people know how they can get involved with power because it's a Patreon system, isn't it? They, you can pay uh, varying amounts depending what your package is um, every month to them and then that allows them to commission songs such as yours. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, every time they hit, I think it's £200, is it, Lou? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they then can commission um, an artist like us. So, yeah, it's it's a very, very wonderful and necessary um, cause. Yeah. Totally, and it's worth, it's worth getting involved as well because, like, if you sign up, there's different, um, there's different scales to it, and it starts at, like, a pound a month. Mm -hmm. And then for that pound, you get access to like newsletters and conversations and things like that, um, which are, again, really interesting. And then, you know, they, they'll kind of put you on to other organisations um, that are doing similar work in Scotland. I mean, there's one at the moment, um, a campaign that they've set up with um, Pop Girls and an organisation called Fanny Riot as well. They've started um, one called Friendly Fest Scotland. And that's all about campaigning to get sexual harassment policies on every Scottish festival's website in order to help prevent violence at festivals. So they're doing amazing stuff and it's really cool to be like involved in that. You know, it feels like we're pushing for change because it's like, I just don't want to accept it anymore. Like, why should we, why should we put up with that? Yeah, you know? it sounds like the more links that are being made between organizations then you know it can only create a greater kind of voice 100 percent. yeah yep definitely well all the details to how you can uh, support power will be on the accompanying post uh, to this podcast as will links to both Lou's and Mary's music i'll make sure to do that but thank you uh, to both of you for taking the time to have a chat with me i really do appreciate it
Oh, thank you. Thank you for supporting. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It's been such a nice conversation to have as well. Excellent. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed it very much. And yeah. we will be back soon with someone completely different. Cheers.